Hi, it's Darcy the Mail Girl. When I'm not trying to convince Joe Bob to play Halloween 3, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that regrets never being able to say one dollar, Bob, directly to Robert William Barker. (laughs) The final boss. (laughs) My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're kicking off a month-long look into our four-legged furry friends. Mm Mm-hmm. As we go into the dog days of summer, and we kick things off by talking 1976's Dogs. (laughs) And whether you secrete pheromones or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your howl hole. (laughs) And you can actually... Maybe find us howling on social media, mm-hmm. uh, depending on if Twitter is working or not. Uh, but possibly uh, try to follow us along on Twitter at Nightmare Junk. And you can follow us on Facebook at Nightmare Junk Hood. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and furry friend shenanigans. Oh, no. <laughs> and if uh, as this episode is going to be releasing on a Friday, July 7th, if you find yourself in the Kansas City area, Head on over to Screenland.com, where they're going to have your furry shenanigans taken care of indoors. Outdoors. And very carefully, virtually. <laughs> Emphasis on the friend part, more so than the furry part. But uh, <laughs> no, but hey, we welcome all. Absolutely. All inclusive, mm-hmm. especially on that Friday Night Fright tab. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Friday this episode is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright genius. Yes, of course. Recent entry into your canon. Yes, a, a recent entry into one of probably my all-time favorite horror musicals. But made an impression, oh, no doubt. I love it. I love it. It also made me realize that I can possibly do a potentially all right serviceable Christopher Lee. It brought a lot to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this uh, is uh, going to be re- celebrating its 50th year of terror. We are talking, ni- uh, actually we're going to be screening 1973's The Wicker Man. Oh, see, then all of a sudden like... Because in the theater is the movie, in the theater, the people, the people in the theater, in the theater, and the people, they go in, they get the popcorn, and then out comes the happy feeling. As <laughs> long as we can corral with the projector's daughter. <laughs> I'm anxious and really looking forward to seeing that on the big screen. Now, that being said, looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright, and this is where via happenstance we we're going to have a chance to not only watch a film that did compete in this year's into the mouth of march madness tournament mm-hmm. is a film that i have not seen on the big screen but we're actually going to have the real life person that the movie itself was based upon right in attendance and we're going to be doing a q and a with them it is going to be amazingly cool. Taking in The Conjuring with Andrea Perrin, who is one of the kids that that whole thing was based on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 
I think that's going to be a very surreal experience. And there, it just so happens there was like a haunting convention happening that weekend, which is why this was this is happening now. That's right. This could be a cursed screening. That's you never right. know. You never know. But needless to say, I will be closing up the pre-show with a clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off the clapper. <laughs> rest assured rest assured now other repertory screenings that are going to be happening on the weekend of the 7th and admittedly this is i always think i'm going to lose a little bit of cred when i admit this but in terms of influential artists and i'm talking people that like transcend the art that they do be it music film literature but david bowie mm-hmm. and his contributions to just Everything, yeah, from cod pieces <laughs> to just you know people discovering who they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to be a screening of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And the Spiders from Mars. Can you do a Bowie? I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to break it out. We introduced the Lee there. It's but- only forever, not long at all. I love David Bowie. I love his music. I love his whole motif. Um, <laughs> secrets. When he's over there and then, he's like, people think it was, um, it's badass being a rock star and better to a supermodel. It is. Right? And just like anyone. I, he's so cool. He's cool. He, he transcended art. He was something more that, but admittedly, my I, his disco- discography was for uh-huh. me. Talk about in terms of always, I've I've heard that with a lot of his music, and I'm always embarrassed to admit that. But ideally, if I well, we'll be somewhere else possibly. But for you, uh, David Bowie fans, check that out. Now, another film that's in I've seen that for me, and it's actually got Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. A little film called Citizen Ruth. I've seen that, but I can tell you about it. I yeah. know of it. Yeah, I heard it's supposed to be really good. So, And anything with Laura Dern at this point, I just uh, recently watched uh, Smooth Talk for the first time with her and Treat Williams. Oh, I was thinking of the Dolly Parton one. That's Straight Talk. Uh, maybe it was Sweet Talk that I'm thinking of. <laughs> is that like Street Trash, trash. Sweet Trash? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think so. there is a boutique Blu-ray out there for it. <laughs> Now, that being said, uh, the latest outdoor screening that's going to be happening on Saturday the 8th, and it's a movie that I did see in the theater, and you want to talk about um, Brandon Frazier and the whole, the his renaissance, this is one of those films you forget about, and it's so much fun, because you've got him, Stu Buscemi, and Adam Sandler at this incredible time. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you took an Airheads? Ooh, 2002, 2003. Do you know who uh, shows up in it? Hmm. Really? Marshall Bell, on top of so many other character actors. Yeah, it's been a good minute since I've seen that one. i got to watch it. If, if possible, maybe. Probably not, because that weekend, let's face it, a lot of people, if they're in, if they're horror genre folks, they're gonna be at the Crypticon, mm. which actually, technically, you'll be, be able be to. There too. Yeah, horror club will be there with all the merch. We'll be roaming, the, haunting the halls of Crypticon, bringing back all the wonderful goodies and tales of the Bucknall. And admittedly, if you're out and about and you see one of us, yeah. say hello. Yeah, it, and especially to me, I'm gonna be challenging myself to be a little bit more social. To do a number of things. In fact, we're actually going to have our little 
recording base set up in the hotel. Yeah. So ideally, if you know the show, if you're fans of the show, your parents told you not to. You want to come and record some stuff? Stop it. You, well, you had to go with that voice of all things. <laughs> of all things. You could have gone Statham. McShane, you go like subtle flower. What is that, man? It's what it sounds like. Go on up to the hotel room. We got some recording equipment. <laughs> well, you know what? Our friends from uh, the Carnage Report, uh, Nick and Julie, they had thrown it out there saying, hey, who are we going to see? Who are we going to record with? I'd love for some cross nation to have. Yeah. But more importantly, <laughs> I j- just we, we make sure we vet you first because... <laughs> Woo, there's certain things you won't hear on this show that will not make Speaking the air. The dog days of summer. You're not kidding in the convention circuit, without a doubt, without a doubt. So again, if you're out and about, please say hello. Uh, a lot of fun is going to be had. A uh, number of wonderful uh, genre actors out there. Yeah, I know, especially some of the uh, older uh, Robert Russler, Dean Cameron, Dean Cameron, and of course the newer blood, Lauren Laverna. the Terrifier, all from the first and second, Quinn Lord yep. from uh, uh, the Trick or Treat. Yeah, Looking it's gonna be a blast. A lot, a lot of fun. So oh, yeah. again, come on out and check us out. Now, of course, if all the stuff that's happening here in the Kansas City area, be it Screenland, be it Crypticon, all of it sounds cool, and you're like, man, I wish I could somehow get involved and participate, or more importantly, contribute. The- you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, easiest way, of course, is to become a member of Screenland's film family by going to patreon.com slash Screenland, but genius. But before we talk about oh. Pallies oh. and talk while we're talking about, go to Screenland.com. I would like to give a shout out to something that we experienced recently. Oh, at, so we're recording this the day after. Mm-hmm. In fact, more importantly, I about this time, I figured I'd be getting a, a text from you about the time we're recording right now. Based on the amount of work, love, and sweat that went into this year's Ethereal Film Festival. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. It was. Stacy and Heidi, congratulations. So well done. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Ten-year anniversary Mm -hmm. of their festival that is devoted to giving opportunities to women to direct genre shorts to show that they are feature film ready. And they have just so many great alumni. Including... Folks that have been kind and gracious enough to actually be on our show. Right. We can almost say we knew Gigi Saul Guerrero right. before. We knew Jill Gavargazian before. Mm-hmm. And these are people that are legit cool. And L- oh, my God, amazing. And, 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 and just they're just great people down to their essence. And like I said last night, the whole ethos behind Etheria is wonderful. The creation of the two people behind it, you know, all the behind-the-scenes work and the stuff that they do. And... The fact that they were able to bring in some of the filmmakers, the cast and crew, and they were wonderful. We had to kind of rush a little bit because time restraint. But Well, unfortunately, when you're opening the show with Joe Bob, it's tough, it's tough to keep him, you know, like brief. But doing a salute to Brink Stevens. Oh, and Brink Stevens. Who, she's delightful. She's so wonderful. She was, and I actually took the time, I've talked about it before, I get, especially when we're we're helping out i'm big on not letting everything else happen everyone mm-hmm. else get their time but i had a chance to talk with brink and just let her know how much i'm appreciate what she's done to the genre and how she's contributed and talked about watching sorority babes and the slime bowlerama too yeah in the theater yeah and how much fun was had and how she was just so i think appreciative mm-hmm. of 
everything that was happening. And you talk about that magic combination of like having the filmmakers there, also with the crowd and the up and coming filmmakers, female filmmakers that were inspired yeah. by everything that happened. It's it's why I know why Stacy and Heidi put so much work into that. The fact that they're actually putting together a scholarship now. So people help, can, can travel go to, to film festivals. To see that reaction of people, the communal, especially especially in a genre town like Kansas City. Mm. Because Kansas City, we are very fortunate and blessed and lucky enough to have such a cool, basically a cool neighborhood that cool things happen in. And the fact that other people can bring in cool stuff and we're like, cool. Hey, we love everybody. We're inclusive. We want to help. We love genre. We love these things, and we show the love. It's supportive. Yeah, you feel like you're appreciated. And throughout, um, you know, again, we were lucky enough to help out with the Q and A afterwards. And again, I actually interacted with a number of the filmmakers because going in, knowing, you know, we we're going to do the Q and A afterwards. Got to do prep. Hey, listen, folks. I know we don't seem professional, right? But we are iffy. Well, yeah, in every sense iffy, of the yeah. term. But it was fun to when I realized, like, oh, hey, can I? You know, what short are you here with? And um, uh, when uh, Jennifer mentioned, you know, Autopilot, I was like, oh my god, you're doing the AI, and she was so happy that number one, this person that she randomly, she kind of just had me take a picture for her, mm-hmm. and so she's like, how do you know? And you know, of course, started the introduction, but I think. Everyone there just felt like that was there and it was their night. And so I more than anything, I hope they felt the love, the support, and then also just having them give that advice afterwards. Yeah. Just that inspiration, that a theory the essence of a theory. It was so cool. And again, just to be able to be part of it, and then your inspired idea of to have them tearing into us as for a photo opportunity. It was just it was it was again one of those things just to be part of. It was blessed, man. It was so much fun. It was amazing. And again, it's like, I just feel very lucky the fact that we can do cool stuff for cool people with cool people in a cool town. Yeah. You know, and it's that weird symbiotic relationship. And and as long as we keep loving it and showing the love, I think like that's going to be get big. I mean, and that's like what community is all about, you know? So Ethereum is a shining star of the community for horror and i'm glad we can be a part of it and i just feel very lucky so, so again stacy heidi thank you joe bob darcy thank you oh, brink, always awesome thank you. brink awesome. yeah everybody and wonderful screenland so thank you we 10 shorts that we saw mm-hmm. and again this lineup was so was really varied. good yeah and oh a lot of them God. zigged where you didn't zag where i was gonna zag and and I really like that a lot. Like uh, when I can get the fool and I can see something new or I can see like, oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. We w- And we veered into fantasy. Yes. We veered into body horror. Yeah, a lot of body horror. We veered into some very prescient and more than anything. Sci-fi. And, and it's all perspective. Yeah. And what they were able to bring to that. But it also was nice when we started. Don't want to spoil anything. Let's just say we asked who's the boss. Mm-hmm. And we about... Oh my God! It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah, and that is also available to view. They're all available to view on Shutter for the next month, and you can vote yeah. for your favorite ones. Yeah, I, I. Do you have a favorite? Can you say it right now? Uh, it was tough. They were so honestly. I like the twist and turn of the. Uh, so I can give good points for each one. I love the twist and turns of the autopilot, where where the mm-hmm. whole existential what happened at the end. I was like, whoa! Right, that threw me for a loop. There was another one that like almost. 
made me like oh just like i it almost i just like it, it got it hit me hard and i can't remember which one it was because there was they were all so good let's just say one was also Stephen King approved. One was okay. So we did see the octopus one. So okay, the octopus <laughs> yeah, room one. That was a sleep was a, study. Yeah, sleep, study. Yeah, sleep study. That was really good. The body horror one, the sucker one. That one. one that one. I was like sucker. Fuck. And like I could see the parallels. And that's the good thing about it is these movies, from a woman's perspective, bring so much more to the genre and things yeah. that you don't realize. And they story then they tell the story in a way that makes sense and subtle but it doesn't blow over your head unless nope. that's what they're going yep. for and that's what i like about it these yeah. new fresh perspectives and the fact that they tried to focus a lot of it on women of color oh it it again it is for everyone oh the raymond one Oh, that yeah. was a really good one. That was the sleep one where he's like, the kid was funny. The, yeah, there's that a monster kid. in my room, <laughs> and it gave me one of those like uh, almost like a changeling yeah. vibe. The, again, there were so many good examples. The Go breathalyzer one. Go to Check them out. That breathalyzer one was really good too. They're all they're it's all, hard to choose. They're yeah. all so good. They're really really good. So again, congratulations to all the filmmakers that contributed. Um, <laughs> Sexy group. Yeah. Oh my god. It was a, a lot of fun. I just think a good time was had. Again, and that was the initial um, first time that Screenland was the official premiere. Mm -hmm. of all, and to see to have them, all the filmmakers in front of us, to see them reacting to their stuff on the big screen and hear the yes. crowd react. Oh, I talked to one of the. Wonderful. I talked to one of the um, one of the directors. It was the one who did the slasher one. Mm -hmm. Okay, the the underground one. Yeah, man. right. And I was like, so what was it like when like. Because there was audible gasps two times at it. One, with a realization of who was actually mm -hmm. in it. And two, when the per person came up from behind. Yeah. When Ooh, you heard yeah. someone go, whoa! Right? Then I go, what was that like? She goes, it was amazing. Exactly what I was going for. And it was wonderful. I was so glad I'm here to see it. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. yeah so thank you, so, Screenland. Thank you, Etheria. Thank you, everyone that came out. In fact, you know who came out? Pally's. Hey, Pally. A lot of pallies in the audience. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think JT actually won a raffle. Multiple ones. <laughs> Diana won multiple raffles. Diana won some. Yeah. It was great. So hello to all of you pallies that pallies. we saw. There's almost there. too many to list. Uh, Arthur, Marie, Marie, Bobby. Bobby. Up top, so many. You yeah. guys, thank you so much for all coming out. Uh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, now, that being said, if you are on uh, the I've Seen That tier or above, mm -hmm. you are going to have access to our most recent request and review, which is the main perk from our top tier. Uh -huh. And we uh, have Charles to thank for this one, who we Absolutely. did. We saw it Friday Night Frights. Yes, yes. Uh, hello, Charles and Alex. Uh, but he requested us to watch Slumber Party Massacre 2, two which turned out was a first time viewing for you. Mm -hmm. But uh, quite honestly, was a first time viewing for me only a year ago. Yeah. So thank you, Charles. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, if you would like to have access to that and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. We have a lot of stuff loaded in the month of July. Mm -hmm. In fact, so much in the month of July, kicking off a whole new month of programming. Yes. And if anything, it's going to get rough. <sighs> you know, we do love us some puns. You know, we will, we will actually 
theme months around puns. We'll ruin Into the Mouth of March Madness for, for puns. puns. <laughs> for mm-hmm. like movies we should mm-hmm. probably be talking about. And yes, we will indeed program for puns. Oh, absolutely. And there's that's a long way of saying that the entire month of July, we're going to be focusing on the, the dog, dog days, days of, of summer. summer. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to get hot. Might as well watch a movie about killer dogs. <laughs> Just dogs in general. And it should go without saying, if this is your first episode, if this is your millionth episode. 400 and, f- and whatever. We love dogs. Uh-huh. We love cats. Uh-huh. We love animals. We're an animal-friendly podcast. We are probably of the opinion animals are better than people. Animals are better at humanity than humans will ever be. We are pet positive. Absolutely. And that is a way of saying, at least here for this month, if you have sensitivity to any kind of animals in peril. We understand and we have you covered. As do we as well. We We are very sensitive to that. Same boat. Nothing will ruin, as you've seen before, nothing will sour me more than a kitty getting killed for no reason in a movie. Nothing will nothing will irk my ire more than that. It takes an ASPCA truck to come to in. save that shit. <laughs> and honestly as well, I think a lot of this whole month came from a recent viewing we did for Shutter Shoutouts, which mm-hmm. is part of Patreon, a Patreon perk, a, re- a monthly watch party we do for all tiers. Uh, we did an Animals Gone Amok double feature. Uh, we we did the recent was it boar, boar, and then yeah, I had a baby brother-in-law, and then we had, and then we did Day of the Animals Ooh. with a very dark turn from Leslie Nielsen, and we had shirtless Leslie Nielsen, God of uh, God Melvin Leslie Nielsen, and had such a time with it, and I'm talking a blast, mm-hmm. even though a lot of the those were not domesticated animals. No, those we were, were wild with. fucking they animals. They were all wild. But there was implications that there was domesticated. So, like, hey, let's talk about domesticated violence. And, and we had a blast with it, though, is the thing. I yeah. Mean, like, pure, unadulterated fun. Yeah. Like, why we watch movies and watching stuff for the first time as well. In fact, at least for me, this entire month, three of the four will be first-time watches. Yeah. Um. There's two... That are definitely first-time watches. One that might as well be a first-time watch. Actually, two that might as well be a first-time watch. Good, so, so we got a half Yeah, we got a good half-halfer. Well, and even thinking about when we were programming this, we knew there would probably be a fine line mm-hmm. of stuff that we'd be willing to watch to at least vet right. to make sure we could probably watch, talk about it proper. Especially for the unknown ones. And also not walk into something that is traumatizing and exploitive. Right, because we don't want to steer you guys wrong. We always joke and have fun. We we love gore. We love violence. We're I am a monster, but we're we're not fucking monsters. <laughs> yes. We're not gonna lead you into like, hey, if you love movies, show your kids Serbian film. You know, nothing like that. Thank you, Mr. Gecko. We appreciate right, that. So, well, and quite honestly, looking back at my my history of dags because i was born into a family where a a dog was on not only equal footing with you but also treated better you it just it was upper royalty and 
I was lucky enough to grow up with a dog, and I, I've probably talked about him on the podcast. I don't want to derail it, but I want to just talk about in terms of yeah. our first episode and our love of dogs, especially mine, is I had a dog named Alvin. Now, I grew up in Stanley, Kansas, and Stanley, Kansas did no longer exist. It became enveloped by Overland Park, Kansas. It's not recognizable, but back in the day, it was the kind of just small town where all the neighborhood dogs roamed free. <laughs> the neighborhood kids roamed free. We right. all drank from each Playing other's garden hoses. Ball, doing your basic, very, very Brady upbringing. It's incredible. And I mentioned that because Alvin, he was, he looked like he had a Dalmatian like look. Mm -hmm. But his hair, I think he was part Dalmatian and part like wire brush because he was coarse. And as the dog that roamed, roamed free, he would constantly bathe. There was a sewer little area across, and he would just bathe in it. So he was stained, but he was loyal and would f follow me all over town. So when I'd go up to Quick Trip mm -hmm. on my little Haro you know, FST, he'd, he'd run along with me. When I'd walk up to the school, which was just like a stone's throw away from where I lived, he'd walk with me. Occasionally, he would try to get inside, you know, and... Crazily enough, when my family would, when we'd just get in the, the Bronco, yes, kids, the Bronco, he would run along with us and like almost get to the hall, like to the highway. But like yeah. he would, that's the kind of like dog he was to the point he wasn't eating at one point. And we're like, oh my God, he must be sick. So my dad finds him in the morning at Quick Trip and all these people are going, Oh, you poor look! Because he was stained. He looked malcontent. He looked mangy. homeless. They were giving him like scraggly in the mud, and he's all wiry. Like they're the giving pores. him. That's just it. He played into it, and they're giving him sandwiches, biscuits, and gravy. Fucking Kaiser Soze of a dog and shit. He's he looks all disheveled, and then like he's hobbling oh, away, and then like <laughs> gets into a nice gate. Yeah, uh, he I'm was. Home. Where's my nice comfy bed? But he set the precedent for me. <laughs> the platonic ideal. Of what a dog was, man, and I and from that get from that moment, I've always had dogs in my life. Mm -hmm. I've always sought to have a dog with me as a not a companion, but someone as a better that makes my yeah. life better. And it should be noted, I'm also a cat fan, which I know if anyone knows the show. Well, because I never grew up with dogs. It's like my mom doesn't really; she has a thing against dogs. So. Which is funny because what currently resides in her house, Chewy, right? Yeah, but she has a her thing is more of big dogs, That's but fair. at the same and time, I understand that she doesn't like the bark; it scares her and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we never grew up with dogs, and she hates cats because she thinks they scratch up things and make a mess. They just to her, cats have a bad reputation, an unfounded bad <laughs> reputation. Well, sort of founded reputation, <laughs> but as we've heard on the show right, several times, yeah, but. At the same time, so I never grew up. I never had a dog. Yeah, um, never had really pets growing up. But my grandma had uh, a couple of dogs. She had a little, um, if I remember correctly, because I was only about maybe five or six when that dog passed. So, mm, okay. Um, but her name was Sandy, and she was one of those like half Chihuahuas, half, like a fluffy Chihuahua. You know what I'm talking about? I can see it. Just a little bit bigger than a chihuahua, but fluffy, and she was spunky. That's what I, I remember. Say high energy, I would assume. But she was always, I remember she was really protective of me, because I was the really? little one. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's what I remember. So you had a chance to have a yeah. little bond. Then later on, there was Fluffy. Now, Fluffy, she wound up having this, she 
was one of those like I think Opsalops to something mix where she had this really <laughs> fucked up grill mm-hmm. like part of the grill like gives right? them character yeah right and she was adorable but then one day she was running through a rose bush and she got one of her eyes uh, infected and she lost the sight in it so she's got one blind eye so she had one blind eye then she wound up getting this um skin infection to dander in the air and there was really nothing that could be done so it would give her this like kind of mangy fur that would itch so she'd scratch the back so she looked like this mangy dog and so she's with like a big bald spot and Mm -hmm. so then and she hated every single person in the world except my grandma my aunt and me so any even my brother would my mom my friends and even then when i would come in like it's me fluff oh okay yeah and just a really cool dog right and so so that and i love dogs and but i think one not having a dog and not growing or growing up with any pets i think that's when i did finally get a pet that's why i was like okay because if you would have asked me if i had animal sensitivity as much as i do now maybe 10 years ago maybe a little bit i'd been like whatever it's it's fake i know it you know and i'm still in the back of my mind i know it's not Mm -hmm. i know it's fake until we get to the 60s and 70s but we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. later not in this episode well we will but i mean (laughs) nothing to worry about in this one but um i was now that i've had the animal experience i'm more and know the bond between man and animal and know how much uh, pets and companions can be part of our lives i 100 percent understand it the empathy happens right you've experienced it right the baggage is totally different like you said just a scant 10 years ago yeah exactly different things are which is another round way of saying we're not going to show some terrible horrible shit no (laughs) but i would like to go into initially you know just dogs not only in genre but in general but in popular culture Mm -hmm. from benji Benji. one of the benji one of the the hero dogs yeah like lassie and tin tin and all them sitcoms based on dogs yeah crazily enough i mean that doesn't really happen anymore does it Mm -mm. no maybe like on the disney channel or something maybe for kids shows or something well and ostensibly dogs or something yeah that's what they were Mm -hmm. but for a more mass audience right because i mean i remember going to see benji movies in the theater benji the hunted Uh uh-huh benji go benji come home uh the clifford the the big big red red dog. dog Snoop Dogg, <laughs> one of my favorite dogs. Doggy Dog. Nanook from the Lost Boys basically takes out one of the vamps, of which I believe the Frog Brothers take credit for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take that one off. And Bosco from One Crazy Summer, the dog that has in the cone. Yeah. With the little girl. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the kind of stuff that stays with me. Uh, What's the name of... Okay, so then there's... The one dog, I forgot his name, I think Frenchie, but from The Burbs and Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Oh, killing it mm-hmm. as a dog character actor. Then there's the dog that pisses fire in Freddy. Because he was also the dog from uh, Night of the Creeps. He was another character actor dog. There's a lot of character actor dogs where it's that dog. It's it. I appreciate it. 
only genre fans mm-hmm. are the ones that are like, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Or why didn't that you know dog? that? Is that dog? Hey, check it out. Is that dog? He's going to piss fire on people. <laughs> oh, my God. It's... Don't hurt my brushes. <laughs> It'll always find a way in. It does. It'll always find a way in. But that's to say, though, again, we appreciate dogs in general. general. Uh-huh. Dogs in genre, which leads us to dogs from 1976, a.k.a. Slaughter. And blood it should font. be known. Oh, the blood font. Uh, 1976, the year of my birth, Genius McGee. Mm-hmm. So this is a film that is from the 70s, dog exploitation. This is when we were tepid about it. We were like, okay, let's hope it doesn't get too bad. And neither of us had seen it. Mm-hmm. We knew very little of it. Very little. Via reputation. And we also knew, and I'll just kind of the peek behind the curtain, we were initially going to probably open up with either this or the pack. Right. And the pack played, I think, more. It's like, hey, it's Joe Don Baker. And then we were looking at the trailer trying to decide which one. I'm like, ooh, the pack looks a little bit more dog unfriendly. A little bit more of the 70s that we don't want to see. Exactly. Versus the side of the 70s. We're like, oh, those 70s. Frosted Shredded Mini Wheats, which yeah. is going to be the theme in this one. There's, the kid in me loves Joe Don Baker, but the adult in me hates the potential of there being excessive amounts of dog violence. And we are going to establish, I think, a number of parameters mm-hmm. when it comes to the films that we're looking at this month. A lot of the times, just to like kind of let you know what you're in for. Right. But we've almost put together, what is it? A, a, it's, it's a Yelp review. The Yelp review. Because it's one thing to see or hear the dog violence, but if it's that extra Yelp at the end. And you all know what that Yelp sounds like. Right. That's when you're like, oh, even. Whether, you'll lose people exactly. with that Yelp. So we came up with this kind of like parameters, like a Yelp. Mm-hmm. So. If we see and hear the violence, it's full on Yelp. If we get, uh, if we, it's off screen violence, but we hear the, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's a half a Yelp. A- <laughs> and then depending on the amount of aftermath, gore, and access of the inf- inciting Yelp, the Yelp can be intensified as like a 1.5 or a 2.0 Yelp. That is to say, the to lower the, the Yelp count, the, the probably the safer it is. The to safer view. it is to watch. And shall we give that right away so they know what they're expecting? Um, yeah, let's go ahead and give it away. Uh, it's four Yelps. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a half Yelp. There's a full Yelp, and then there's a Yelp and a half. Yeah, that is to say, I think it's on the. That's going to be. I should say that probably for even though it's our first time doing this, that's probably going to be on the lower right count. Now, if you add in the factor, which now we're getting real technical, if you add in the factor of the Yelp to human ratio uh-huh. of violence in this movie, well, it's way low. Oh, it skews towards it the people. It skews way more towards the yeah. people. I think we're that there's a the body count of thirty five or something like that, and maybe one or two two dogs, yeah. maybe two or three dogs it get is, it. It's tastefully done it except is. for one particular except for one, one particular scene that, that will had make both it, of us that that you that, whoa, whoa, whoa that's going in the yelp review so that was the one and the half well, one because there is a very 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 like oh shit but it's only one and well, if you can get past that yeah well what's wonderful with this is the fact that we we did watch it together and again that's part of the communal experience mm-hmm. but this is available to view on youtube so it's very accessible 
the uh, the one of the things I love is when we get to have the Rick Dalton moment. That's one great thing about going into a movie blind. Yes, knowing nothing in advance, not knowing who it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And the thing that started us off with, even before I think the true Rick Dalton moment happened for you, because it took a while. Yeah, it did. Even as you said yeah, in your did. notes. But we start with, it seems like, kind of college shenanigans in a stuffy party with academics because you get this dog's eye view in the very beginning which is wonderful which is, and and you're hearing the exposition of the party and the exposition of basically the theme that turns out they're working on a nuclear accelerator linear accelerator lin linear accelerator it might as well be an ultimate nullifier <laughs> right everybody is talking in these big fancy schmancy words and oh, then yeah. later on in my notes before we go into what's cool like Half the dialogue in the first 20 minutes of this movie would be gobbledygook if I was 10 years old. And if I was 15 years old, half the words in this dialogue would be gobbledygook. And even being someone that is somewhat well-versed in higher education, I carry a little bit of the, the lingo and the vernacular. If I would seen this 15 years ago, you know, I'd be like, ah, forget it. Right. But our baggage is different now. Right. It's It, it actually kind of makes sense. And us also, we go... Stuffy. Stuffy. Very stuffy. But then we're introduced into this wonderful shot of these dogs running in slow motion behind this, like, very AM ghoul approved, and it was all right with us. Alan Oldfield is the composer of this, and yeah, we're going to play a little snippet here of this song that is played throughout the film, mm -hmm. interspittedly, but damn, there is something calming and soothing and cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very mod. It's... Not that kind of mod. all right with you oh yeah and it's played throughout that's like that's the action theme that's the love theme that's the chase theme and it's one of those that from the second i heard it i'm like and these Ooh. big happy dogs are running and, and shit it almost looks like the equivalent ask your vet if this leak treatment is right for you you know so it was well, just and then from the get-go with that whole opening sequence from the dog point of view to the dog being let to roam the neighborhood and again Another time. Another place. This is the way it was back in the day. Getting his goof crew ready. His goof crew. <laughs> and number one, the, the dogs. Stepping goof crews. The, the dogs all look like they're having a blast. Oh, yeah. And in this movie. And we, we waited to the very end, very end to yeah. see if, you know, the ASP, no whatever the equivalent are was in the making of this film. We did get this. And then that's when we finally went. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, we're good. Okay. But no, that opening sequence with all the initial establishment of the four. The main four. In the goof crew. <laughs> now, granted, the goof crew becomes like a goof, a goof community. It does. It does. But it starts with those four. And, and at least one or two of them are always a part of the shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans. They're but like our main dogs. When we realized that we had the establishment of the goof crew, we were like, well. There they are. There's the goof crew. 
there's certain you roles. Establish who they are. To, been in the thing. Who's filling the role? So mm-hmm. we kind of figured it out um, from the get go. We have that Irish setter. Uh huh. That's the crusty Dean's dog. Yes. That kind of established as the brains. He's the brains. He's the there brains. He's the first dog in the the room in the streets. He's the party dog. He's the so party he's dog. the one. He's the one gathering all the information. He's the brains. But then we get another sh- kind of scruffy, shaggy dog mm-hmm. that he, is he's all just over, all over the place. But he's the face. He's the he's the. The, the 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 face of the he's operation. the sneaky one because it's always the scruffy shaggy you're like, oh look, yeah, look, 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 look yeah. he's the show dog he's the one like this is I'm gonna take it to the dog show and we see he does and then leaping their way into the movie the Doberman muscle baby the muscle <laughs> the strength mm-hmm. and that dog is jumping throughout the film like that was That's his specialty thing. yep but then we've got one role to fill. <laughs> Yeehaw, bitches, and that's yep. only if they are female and in heat. Mm-hmm. That was the... That was that weird mutt, like, Labradorian... He, he fits everywhere. He's just, a, he's just, he's the wild card. He's the dog. I'm the wild dog. <laughs> but when you got that goof crew gathering... Do, do, with, do, yes. do, do, and it's shot all slow do, motion. Do. Ah, it's really, it's beautiful. It was all right with us. It, it looked was... like something that could be played in vets' offices. You know, it was was great. But then it's all juxtaposed with dogs (laughs) in white and then the blood dripping down on it. And I'm like, bravo. Bravo, dogs. I think within the first two minutes, we not only felt like we were in good hands, but we knew the journey was going to be grand. Yeah. And hopefully not too dog violently. Well, our level of monstrosity varied. In fact, actually, this movie did reveal something about myself that I don't know if I'm necessarily happy about. The transformation but... is almost complete. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Rick Dalton moments because it comes yes. to the cast. And when we're seen... It's funny because one Rick Dalton happened before a bigger Rick Dalton moment for me. Well, and my first Rick Dalton moment was when we were looking at our faculty mm-hmm. and we've... We've got a number of the departments represented because we have at the party we have the the the, the crusty the ultra awful uh, like I'm English teacher and English then we, faculty right and then we have probably the very like catty political science teacher she's all like who has like the secret thing with the English teacher. There's a lot of um, interdepartment canoodling mm-hmm, going on, which mm-hmm. is I listen, I'm. I'm a lesser than. I'm only an adjunct, okay? So I'm not even on the level of an associate professor. But I know that's not, you know, right. that's, that's frowned upon. Right, and they're at a party. And then we have um, the two science. We have, like, an animal, not an animal science, more like a chemist, and then a biology, and then a, uh, I don't know what this other professor was. It's just Honestly, living. I'm not. I'm not shocked if some of them did some postgraduate studies at, like, Mississippi University. Mm-hmm. But our... Our Canadian tuxedoed yeah. professor who, from the get-go, is... Well, before I we talk about him, talk about his goof friend. We, we recognize oh, first. my my first, my, my Rick Dalton yeah, moment? Yeah, your Rick Dalton moment. You're like, so, hey, I know who that is. Oh, do I know this guy? And a number of you know this guy because he is a that guy. But George Werner, I didn't know the name. But the second the face saw, I saw the face and I heard his voice... I'm like, oh shit, that's Colonel Sanders from Spaceballs, and he is Colonel Sanders from Spaceballs. But more importantly for me, Colonel 
He's this incompetent. He's this. He's he's a lawyer in The Devil's Advocate. He's the one that's going <coughs> that Delroy Lindo nails a uh, nail into a tongue. Like he is Voodoo. magic. I was waiting for it. <laughs> he's got over two hundred eleven credits in his Jesus. IMDb. Working actor J. George Werner, but he adds a level of professionalism Mm -hmm. to the movie and just throughout the film getting to see him do a buddy little matchup thing with your rick dalton moment the professor in the tennessee tuxedo the professor that was just berating like these people wouldn't know education funding if it came out of their ass talking shit on all the 1950s giant Mm -hmm. ants and monster movies he said something i was like that's hilarious uh and then all the just talking shit when the lights go out and like, oh, it's not going to be that kind of party. And then giving more stuff. Then he's talking about he's going around investing cattle mutilations. And I'm like, all the while he's talking. And so I'm like, I don't recognize the face. I kind of do. But I recognize that voice mm-hmm. and just his timbre and his And who is he? And so then when I went to the Imdaba, I was like, okay, David McCullough. Let's see. Oh, shit. That's Ducky from NCIS. That's the mortuary guy. And then I was like, oh, shit. If that's Ducky, then that. Oh, that means that. Right. So it led me down this rabbit hole to this weird like trivia fact that I know that David McCullough is not only Ducky from NCIS. It was on the NCIS for years, but he was also in um, he was a well-established teen heartthrob and working actor in Over the Pond. He's been a musician in the Royal Philharmonic and playing the oboe. He was in Navy Special Forces. He know he wrote a book, but his musician talent, he made some like very smooth James Bond bangers. If you'd see the album covers on some of these too, man. They right? Just, uh. So he wrote this little song called The Edge. And it goes something like this. Now, if you're like, I know I've heard that from somewhere. Where have I heard that? It's actually from if you are down with the hip hop. If you're all about the West Coast, <laughs> a little, uh, you might have been able to describe something by Dr. Dre from the next episode, and it goes a little something like this. It's the one and only Digo Double G. No So, <laughs> and this is where he, he was doing a little bobbing. I was. <laughs> got to represent. So, <laughs> so I was like, "Holy shit, it's Ducky!" Okay, Ducky versus dogs. I'm down. And truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, I when you had it. that moment, you did. You stopped the movie. You brought brought me into that rabbit. And you don't do that very often, unless there is like 
an oppose an apocalypse happening outside, you will very rarely pause anything for anything like that. But the moment was so monumental for you. I was like, shit, it's ducky. I know it. I'm going to do it. And I know nothing of NCIS. <laughs> so we, I felt like so many fucking episodes. Background <laughs> way. You know, just in the well, just noise in the background. Kind of like an SVU kind of thing. Yeah, because it's been on for 20 fucking years. So that means he has been. A, like you said, his resume is working since the 40s, since World War II. So the odds are, though, you talk about your introduction to Christopher Lee and your impression. So Christopher Lee has that famous story about with Peter Jackson about stabbing someone. Yeah. I wonder if David McMillan has like, uh, that's not how it you know, sounds when you, someone gets you know mauled or something. Well, he knows. They said that he's so good at being a technical yeah. as a in mortician and he's done it so much that he can actually be a technical advisor for other morticians he real morticians. To conventions he does conventions he, as a mortician like, as well con conventions like legitimate no academic, leg- academic like, conventions and he still tours and plays music and he wrote his first novel of like fiction at age 82 this dude is amazing dude Was, has yeah i don't know if he's passed I'll dude li- lived a life mm-hmm. but Back in 1976. He's in a little movie called Dogs. And that's, again, in the grand tradition of people getting their start in genre. Mm-hmm. And what he brings to the movie. It was great. I, I, from the fact that he just is consistent in his camaraderie for the most part. He is a distasted, he has much disdain for his pl- employment. But. A man of science, mm-hmm. a man of principle, mm-hmm. a man that is all about hands-on research. And getting shit done. <laughs> and closing the beaches when they need to be closed. And boy, oh boy, just two years before, <laughs> let's, again, tip of the hat, homage, or is Spielberg sending a cease and desist? Cease and desist. Quite honestly, this is, again, in the grand tradition of ripping off Jaws. Mm-hmm. This is Jaws with dogs. To the point... In lieu of a Mare Vaughn sported that amazing jacket with the, the anchors. The theme on it. Uh, oh. This, our Krusty Dean had an amazing water print, oh. uh, Japanese water print of the dreams of the fisherman's wife on his shirt. And I was like, I approve. I guarantee <coughs> some weird stuff happens at the Dean's it's house. It's the 70s. They have pineapple class. <laughs> and given academics can get weird. I wouldn't be shocked if a shunting or two has happened at those parties. He's already throwing singles mixer. We didn't see what happened at the rest of the party. Mm-mm. After the lights Mm-mm. went out at the Mm-mm. party the first time, we don't know what happened the second time the lights went out. Like, he had like, There's... all right, the stuffy ones are gone. But he is put in the Mayor Vaughn role as not closing the college after a number of incidents have happened with dags. And Let's talk about one of those incidents, shall Let's... we? Okay, <laughs> so our first mauling officially happens and this is where the farmer yeah well there, there's the far yes the farmer's the first one well the cows are the first one the cows are the, almost like with critters and crates mm-hmm. we ruled them out based on the bite radius going the jaws are out there uh-huh. but i think this was where our initial anxiety was a little alleviated when we realized that we were skewing more for the dogs than the people with this moment because the farmer has his dog mm-hmm. shown as Loyal, loyal man's best friend, companion, as his they hunting are. buddy, right? Once the farmer starts getting attacked by, again, our goof crew and the goof community at this point, we see then, excuse me, 
the dog just looking on. Doesn't join in initially. Right. But also doesn't help or defend. So that also led us, it, it kind of like, okay, either he's like, oh man, I, where he's like, who do I save? Where he's, where he's got the gun, shoot him. No, shoot him. Right. And he's like, ah, little doggy devil, little right? doggy angel on Go his shoulders. With people Go with your pack. Say loyal to your master. He is your best friend. No. Remember when he didn't give us the food we wanted? Yeah, but remember he protected us from the thunderstorm. So he's like, oh, so he's having this weird existential crisis. Either that or he's like, or he's like, oh, my poor dad, I don't know what to do. Or he could be like, fuck that dude. Rip his ass up. But they didn't quite say. Meanwhile, the whole like, AM gold music is playing on the background. I'm like, all right, that is all right with me. And that's where we were like, okay, good. We kind of got a good feel for Mm -hmm. what the chaos is going to be like. But then it was the second mauling. The trap? The trap. The trap, the goop crew trap. They were scheming with this one. And it's a two-parter. It is a motorcycle and it's an old lady. (laughs) And... This is where this is where the frosted shredded mini wheats began. Yes. Oh, and we anticipated with the motorcycle rider. He was a student seen previously, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you stupid dogs! You know what's wrong with you?" Oh, but remember the bad trip right before where they're <gasps> trying to figure out when they're trying to figure out who's doing all the uh, mutilations, and he goes to see the morgue, the mortician guy, Carl. <laughs> Get the mansathorazine, Carl. Because this is, we're at a college town, so we're expecting like college uh, shenanigans. shenanigans. A little, we do see some aftermath. So this dude is tripping balls, tripping balls. And apparently they're at the med wing, and he's like, "Oh Jesus!" And he goes, "Yeah, it's Jesus!" And he's freaking out. And, and I love that we take the time to spend. With Carl and the doctor, and the doctor like, dude, I will help you in a second. I'm gonna let this, you know, the the someone just help you. I've got to deal with Carl. I got I got Carl here, fucking tripping out. Can He's, you not see him? Can you not hear what's happening to Carl? I the, they're dead. And he goes, well, where's the body? He's in the morgue. Can I go see him? Hold on. I need they're a, not, they're I, not going anywhere. I need a spray tent and some orange wedges. Stat. We got to right. cool Carl down. Water, water, ice cold water. Come on, make yourself useful. And when we realized we were going to the morgue. What did we both anticipate? Something sleazy happening. Eating over the sandwiches, body or at least, right? But we're like, no, he's actually the doctor. He's not. It makes sense. He's I mean, not he's, a normal. He, that's why he's not eating. He's just smoking. <laughs> but that that moment was nice with the levity, and I liked the time that we spent with it because that's the kind of thing you would get in a '70s film, right? Character actors being characters, being background weird. shit, filling out. <laughs> adding more time to the but making 30. it inter- but making it entertaining if you're Very gonna pad at least make it make sense and yep. make it entertaining because when you don't make it make sense you can feel like that's just fucking padding well and we're gonna get back to the second mauling but you talk about making it make sense i mean we already talked about it but the linear accelerator the possible science experience gone wrong because to me when i hear linear accelerator i think we're like riffing like a, a tearing into the dimension right like I'm, the mist like the hydrogen collider something along or those like lines yeah like yeah and so it's always in the background of way maybe that's why What's the dogs happening. are in. yeah but then they're also talking about the pheromones that they're excreting and Mul- they get multiple almost choose your own adventures you're almost like this well this is happening but this also could be adding to it the so. scientific approach though mm-hmm. which makes sense but once we get to that second mauling with the motorcycle was grand, but it was 
The old lady. It was the old lady. So let's set up the scene. So speaking of setting up the scene, so they're setting up this trap. They're basically this guy's on a motorcycle. Doop, 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 doop. He runs down a small. There's four dogs lining up, not moving. And he's like, holy shit. You don't want to hit a dog. If you're a humane person, you're going to swerve. Exactly. And so he swerves and he falls down. And then next thing you know, they just start attacking and mauling him. And then you get this old lady coming out. Seeing out there. She's like, oh, I'm going to call for help. Stay inside, Muffin. And then there's Muffin. She's got a little dog with her. Muffin. Not little, little dog. Because I'll get in my beef with a little, little dog. But like... A medium-sized dog, right? Muffin, Muffin tears the fuck out and, and just starts tearing into tears into the biker, and he goes for the fucking jugular, he rips the guy's throat out. Yeah, I did. And, and she's like, "Oh, Muffin!" Right. Meanwhile, then here comes the muscle. Yes. The Doberman comes and fucking just knocks her down on the ground. The last thing we see of the old lady, she's being drugged off screen by her hair by these dogs and this was the moment where both of us what did we do we audibly cheered i audibly showed my monstrosity in a way but honestly that's the stuff that i wanted to see (laughs) right you want to see people getting mauled in a killer dog movie in a killer animal movie and the way they were shooting it the way they were editing it you could tell again the dogs were just having they fun. They were having fun. Their people. tails were, wa- were wagging, but the way they sounded and edited, uh, it just sounded yes. rawr, 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 and then just all this viciousness. It was great. So we were having a blast with it. We're like, boom, this is the kind of carnage. And then they showed the aftermath. Now, they don't show a lot of like on screen violence, no, but, but they have a lot of aftermath. Well, and I talk about my monstrosity and the stuff that you occasionally inspire. <laughs> so, and you talk about. Shall we talk about our next mauling? Well, let's potential uh, mauling. Let's talk about another moment where we both cheered without a mauling occurring, but maybe a mauling that we were mauling assuming that was we were hoping would happen because because they just go to the crusty D and they're like, we got to call off we everything. Call and he goes, I'm not going to call off because of a potential dog attack. That's dumb. Nobody's going to be laughing. That's we're gonna, gonna lose care. our accreditation. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, let's have a kindergarten dog show. And when we are introduced, my hands started going up. I'm like, ah, is this, is this what's happening? We both cheered. <laughs> we both did because we were like, "Are you kidding?" With what we just it got, just happened after the we know trap. it's the 1970s. <laughs> The fuck up, children. We're not afraid to do no, that in the 70s. No. No, we throw a kid in the pit by another kid. Kids will fuck up kids in the 70s. We kept giggling throughout. Oh, like, this better fucking happen. And you want to talk about also killing time. We spend what feels like five minutes each with each little kid and their dog. Every single kid. Every kid in the dog show gets a, lo- a speaking line. And I'm not unconvinced that some of them like won a local radio contest your absolutely, kid gets a part of the dog absolutely they turn in enough cans to the local homeless shelter and to win a raffle ticket uh, sponsored by k72 the radio station exactly win a part of a local movie kids only bring your dog and in our audience we have a number of the stuffy elite we have what feels like would be a number of the I don't find that funny at all. Exactly. There's even some of that in this movie. Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. And we are waiting. After this scene. With every 
turn of the screw going, when is it going to happen? Meanwhile, what's your name? Judy, what's your dog's name? Her name is Muffins. Tell us about it. He likes to eat poop. What's your name? Billy, what's what's your dog's name? Scruffy, what does he like to do? He likes to eat dog shit. Well, it's about your dog, John. What's your dog's name? Sandy, what does he like to do? Taxes, you know, and so it's like it's rough. It's, oh God, help me! I did not mean to do that. It's it's <laughs> part of yeah. Well, the laughing you're doing now was the laughing that was occurring throughout all of that because we assumed the payoff. We're gonna see some shit. Some ideal payoff there, and ruff, once ruff, ruff, ruff. and once that started happening. Once the dog started turning. Maul a kid. My hands are getting in the air like, fucking maul a child. Please, have some balls, 70s. And the chaos kind of started, and we were both, again, we're going, okay, this is good. A little appetizer. We even saw, because there's a lady in the cast, and I even said, okay, she's going to get mauled by a dog. Immediately. Context clues is showing me that she's going to get beat right there. And I, this is where, like I said, I kind of had to reflect on a couple of things once this scene (laughs) finished and the 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 people started running we're like yes go get them go and the right. dog started chasing there's some nips maybe like uh, nips on the leg a couple of people fell down yeah. some one or two people might have got caught in the trampled in chaos but unfortunately no children were harmed in the making of this movie none very little adults basically everyone gets away mm-hmm. to the point that i was like ah we were so saddened. I put boo urns. I put yeah, you did. dog show with kids. Boo urns. Boo. And I was afraid <laughs> for a brief second, actually even longer than that, that it may have soured. Not for me, but possibly for you. Because if I'm promised and not delivered. You can hold a grudge occasionally. I'm petty. <laughs> you, you are very, I'm fucking petty. I ain't going to even amount. So, I'm petty. Needless to say, the movie kind of had to win you back a little. Mm-hmm. So... We get to, and I'm not going to say that the director maybe was a fan of Hitchcock, but we get a shower scene, and we get a weird shower scene in terms of what we see, and it is our... Well, before we get that, I'm like, oh, man, I because mean, it was, I'm like, at least there was some chaos, and some people got killed. We didn't see any children got killed, but then they try to do the experiment where they're gassing a dog with, like... With like anti pheromones, certainly it wasn't to hurt the dog. It was to like get the curse off of him, for lack of a better term, right? And so, but then all of a sudden, before we get the shower scene, they, they get that phone call. Did you get the Tibetan Book of the Dead that I sent you? And I'm like, fucking, who's saying the fucking Necronomicon in the mail? Is that is that another explanation of what's happening? Because then all of a sudden you hear that howling starts. That oh, so that oh. That howl, that alarm, goes throughout the last third of this film. And for me, it was legitimately terrifying. It was creepy. So, Because uh, that happened right before the shower scene because yeah. then, because everybody was like... Because remember that then the, the dog got gassed and then broke out? Mm-hmm. As soon as that was like this weird siren, and it's never explained what. Nope. Is it... 
is it like the ultimate nullifier? Is it because there was even scenes of like, oh my god, what is that? You know, people freaked out at looking at something, but it was they never all heard shown. it. I assumed it was had something to do with a linear accelerator, like they're getting ready to test it, something's going on, but or a monster broke out and rallying the troops. Damn right, yeah. But also, and I know you hadn't seen it yet, but the uh, Outwaters kind of has that same feel with like noise design, mm-hmm. and it unsettled me then. And this was unsettling. It was weird because it was that it was a typical haunted house werewolf sound mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, right? but it but sounded like it wasn't muffled, and it sounded more there was produced. like a growl, and there was different uh, otherworldliness yeah. to it. it. Was, it it definitely it had was. an effect on both of us. And then and then more maulings and more viciousness of the dog started happening. The shot now. Now we get the shower scene with Surly Bassey. And the thing, the thing about it is, so there, this is a very chaste movie in all ways. It really is. The R the is earned with a lot of the gore the more than anything. Yeah. yeah. And so we're like, okay, well, let's see what this movie has to offer. Now, meanwhile, the caddy professor with the glasses and the stuffy English professor, right, they have a little... Uh, will they, won't they? Yeah, will they, won't they? Where she's definitely more won't they. No, they won't. Right? Because he's like, well, what's a... What are you saying? Aren't you going to see me again? This was like, this is like when Sally Kellerman told off the English professor in Back, Back to, to school. school. Right? But the only thing is there's no Thornton Mellon. That's hey! fair. Unless he's, unless, he's, unless he's playing by Rover Dangerfield. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's an I've seen that. I didn't mind it. You didn't mind it? I didn't mind it, That's but fair. I was like 12. Well, so we, and I will say this. Uh, some of the fashion stuff there, he was rocking a Sammy Hagar esque tie at that beginning, but she basically says, no, leave, do your thing. He, of course, all pissed off, but then he gets like, mom, my dog, he gets his, but it's when this whole shower scene and it's the build up to it. It is the it's so weird because she takes off her top and she's getting naked because who showers with their clothes on, but, the way that it's shown, it looks like it should be creep, but it's just showing the shoulders, but it's just, the camera's just too much where you can also see the tops of the tape, and it looks very like, is something growing on her? What's what's going on? What's I know that's tape, but it looks, move, move the camera up. That's just Move it. the camera up. You're shattering the illusion. It's the boom mic in the shot. It is. It was enough that we were both like, wait, what? And then and then Shirley Bassey comes on the radio. It's all like, the words get caught in your throat, right? And she's dancing in the shower to a totally different song. Now, I'm not hating on dancing in the shower because you, I've done it. I do it. I sing and I dance in the shower. And so, like, uh, but she was nowhere near the song that was playing. But she was moving and she was grooving until the dog came in and wanted and to dance. The who muscle. was it? Muscle. It was the muscle. Roar, 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 roar. And like fucking tore her up and then jumped out the window. Yep. And you get the aftermath. Now, this is where we're building up all of our malls. And but then we missed a police massacre. But then the police massacre was only only one dude. Yeah. Again, Frosted Shirty Mini Meats, like, yay, a shower scene. Oh, there's a new, there's no, like, eh. We can see the thing. Like, yay, it's a kindergarten uh, dog show and a killer dog movie. Oh, no, Kindle dogs movie. However. Like, yay, there's a complete massacre. But oh, there's only one person. But it builds up. And I'd like to think that as disappointed as we were. Well, it wasn't even the disappointment. It was like, yay, yay, yay. But, like, meanwhile, the whole groovy is. And then we meet, like, another side character, uh, the uh, big dude, Larry Knowles, 
who uh, singing this song about sweet rolls. Harold, Harold Knowles. Harold Knowles. And this is at one point we've got all the students amassing in one place to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. You know, Colonel Sanders like, do not leave without me going. I got to go find fucking Harold out there. He's seen the rest of this movie. He knows. So he knows what's happening. But this character has access to the cafeteria on campus. <laughs> and if anyone has gone through college, you know that's a that's 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 currency. Literal currency, yeah. That is having the key to, to the, the kingdom, city. Oh the my snack God. bar, yeah. And he goes in just having his the whole a uh, uh, hell of a night mm-hmm. cuz he knows he's got uh are they sweet cakes? Sweet rolls. Sweet rolls uh-huh. in his future. And he goes to about where he's singing like a sweet roll shanty. Yeah, he's it's on the or like, sweet cake shanty. He's a sweet roll shanty. He's like all the land and all the sea. These sweet rolls belong to me. And he starts eating, and I'm like, I cannot hate on that dude at all. I have sang to my food multiple times. It's really funny. We're finding out that you like to sing and dance. I guess so. All over. <laughs> it does not matter. You will not allow yourself to be constrained. Dancing. I got a song in my heart. I got to sing it. I want to be a star, Papa. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> oh, my God. But we get him encountering the dogs, trying to actually distract them with the pastries. And he does a good job. And I'm like, because, yeah, dogs will follow food. That's how it goes. But then we get a shot, and it's in the trailer, and it's definitely kind of a money shot. Because everybody's like, like, let's get everybody into the library. Because mm-hmm. Colonel Sander goes on a panty raid and goes through every, goes to the dorm and gets everybody like, all right, there's a bunch of dogs coming in, sign in, sign out. And we, we get this. It could have been a, a teen, like a boner jam, because that's happening on the other side of the campus. Because, Night of the Creeps is right over there. Or even Revenge of the Nerds yep. is right over there, yep. because we got uh, our School of Hard Knockers all is right them. over there. We got a Nerdlinger. We got Nerdlinger. We got the Jocks. We got the Cheerleaders. It looks like we have like the bad guys and the good guys. We got everyone, everyone. there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, hey, what's going on? And it looks like we just interrupted a party. Yeah. Like we just interrupted a something. Pajama crazy. Jammy a jam. pajama jam. A pajama jam. Some wild shit is going down. We just interrupted, like we interrupt your boner jam with this killer dog movie, right? And so, and literally comes crashing into yes, because the orgy. here comes Harold Rolls, right? And, and he comes up, they are all in the library, all pissed off, like, hey, where's that? Where's Dirtlinger? Get in the library. He's in there. Hey, let me in. Let me in. And here's the thing on, and here's the thing on Harold Rolls' part. The door was open. He closed the door on himself. I feel no sympathy. No, 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 no. Yeah, there was that moment where it's like, what are you doing? The door's right there, dick. And so he's like, eh, here comes the Doberman. And just fucking. Well, it wasn't the Doberman. No, it was that somebody else. It was one of the other, the bigger dog. I think it was someone that's like wanting to really do well and put himself on like a four. He wants to be the new muscle in the goof crew. Or the that or like. He's got eyes goon, on the Doberman's collar. hired. Like when the Doberman, like, I need a, I need somebody bigger than me. He knows I, the guy. I know the dude. Right? And so, like, what do you need, man? Right? And then. Then the, all the dogs rush into the thing. We see chaos. And I'm like, are we going to see some mauling? No. Right? So, again, the Frosty Shredded Mini Weeds. Great intro on yep. the dog. Yay! Aw. The kid and me loved the the mauling. I mean, not the mauling. The, the, the bursting in like the Kool-Aid dog. Yep. But we didn't get any carnage. But then. Ooh. 
Ooh. Then we get the Ooh. aftermath of the carnage. Oh, goodbye, Nerdlinger. Jesus Christ. It's like, hello, new movie. Goodbye, new movie. It looked like that scene in Deep Rising when you see the discovery of all the, the, the dehydrated you know, corpses. It looked like that scene in Always Sunny in Philadelphia when Dee's trying to be an extra in the horror movie. Oh, and like they just go by and there's all these terrible shit. It's intense. It's violent, and it's very well done because there's throats ripped out. Ooh. There's limbs severed, like by chewed up. There's massive lacerations. It's intense. Blood everywhere. And I'm like, bravo. And, well done. Yay. And the movie throughout very much plays. Like we talked about the Jaws parallels. Uh, there are moments throughout that it very plays much like a Night of the Living Dead in terms of a siege film. Mm-hmm. And the movie then finds a way to include one of my favorite things is like the news position, radio position, where we find out it's not only our town, it's it's extended. Mm-hmm. Like domesticated dogs. They're going wild. They're going hog wild. But then, okay, so we get another Yelp when they're David McCullough. We got to talk about that big Yelp scene. Oh, we, oh, we got to oh, talk about the big Yelp that scene. scene. That, we the went, big Yelp scene. We went back. We God help us. We rewinded because we wanted to make sure yeah. that... It was very realistic. And it was the German Shepherd. It was the German Shepherd. And it's that scene. If you've watched the film, you know what we're talking about. That was the biggest Yelp. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Let's just say it involves a German Shepherd and a shotgun. Woo! And we had to make sure that that... Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was like, wow, that was a good-looking puppet. It was... The desired effect was achieved. Mm -hmm. We were legitimately unsettled. We felt guilty. Yep. We wanted to make sure that's the Yelp and a half. Cool. That yeah. was the Yelp and a half. So that's whenever there's whenever there's anything more than half a Yelp. Yeah. Which half a Yelp being off screen, right? <laughs> then um, we want to make sure that we can at least see that no animals are harmed in the yep. filming of this film. And there was. So is a puppet. Mm-hmm. It looked good. Mm-hmm. The other Yelp that was not the Yelp and a half. The regular Yelp was when in like right before was when the dog was bursting through the drywall when he was like the Kool-Aid man and he had that like stick yep. and he was trying to get the dog. <sighs> but before that, it looked like they were playing peekaboo and it was adorable. It really was. It was almost like the cat paw under there on it Legend was. of Hell House. And see, that's the thing. So like all the dog maulings, you can tell the dogs are having fun. It's so They're funny to watch like, those tails. Yeah, I get to maul him, Master, and he's not going to get mad. No. Well, and I actually, one of the dogs I grew up with uh, was a, a Dalmatian that wasn't part Wirebrush. Her her name was Flame. And Flame was one of those dogs where if she liked you, she would smile. But if you didn't realize it, it looked like she was snarling. Mm-hmm. And the more she liked you, the more she would smile at you. And so people, she would be <laughs> smiling. Exactly. They're like, what's wrong with your dog? I'm like, no, no, she likes you. So it's like there are dogs out there that can do stuff like that. Yeah. They're trained that way. Uh, now... Back in the 70s, the limits, I'm sure, were are plentiful as they were nowadays. But the dogs looked happy. They really did. They looked And that's happy. what kept us going till the very end when right. we finally were like, okay, all, all, there was someone there. Mm-hmm. Looks like all the appropriate steps available in 1976 were taken. Because the dogs in the pack, uh, the, when the trailer... Not from, from 77? Yeah. No, the, the Well, the old one and the new one, they don't look as happy. No, it looks a little bit more, more like... If Hen and Train Lauder, dog to fight, train know, fighting dogs. Yeah, like that's uh, that. It's a different kind of training. That's why, like, uh, let's go with let's go with dogs. Dogs, I think, set ideally a nice precedent. Well, the way it ended too. Well, oh. we were also bummed out that Colonel Sanders 
Like, oh, spoiler alert, Colonel yeah. Sanders and doesn't make it. We haven't talked a little bit of your disdain his for partner, one of the survivors. His partner, his <laughs> girlfriend was the dumbest. Oh, my God. I can't even. It it legitimately bothered you. I, I thought I was going to, We I might lose you when we didn't get the carnage with the, you know, the kids and the dogs. She was an I, idiot. I thought oh maybe God. her performance, and it's, I think it's in the performance. I think it might be just. Maybe the limitations. It's because she of the asked actor. so many questions, and everything. She was just so lost, and it just like she didn't know what was going on. It, 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 and even I picked up on it. And then your disdain kind of affected me as but well. This, I remember she even said that, like, "Oh, I'm like, ugh, I'm like you even scream stupid," and so, like, but like then like they get in the car. There no, she knows she's running the car. They've had plenty of time because she's freaking out and screaming. Where are the keys? They're in my purse. Where's your purse? In the kitchen. You mean the place we just spent 10 minutes in, you dumb bitch? I mean, and I don't mean that. It's like, just, ah! Like, she was just You have to separate yourself. aggravating. So the very fact that she's one of our survivors. Survivors. I was like, ah! Genius. Right? Meanwhile... That cool music is in the background. Do, 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 and do, do. anytime you can end your movie on a freeze frame, I'm usually all for that. Because some of my favorite films, and with the kind of free, a uh, kind of freeze frame that in a lot of cases you want to like put on the side of a van. Mm-hmm. But the moment our free, our whole freeze frame comes about was again. I was so happy I was with you on this because we already I, seen Killer Dogs, and they said and. It, the, the, Hasn't the, it's, it's just only affecting and it's right now where it's just affecting domesticated dogs, but it's spreading, right? Let's hope it doesn't do any other animals. And then next thing you know, here comes a little kitty cat looking like my Owen, and he's like, "Meow!" Freeze frame. Boop, boop, boop. Get the credits. Boop, boop. And I was like, "Yes!" So the next movie is gonna be about a bunch of killer cats, and it's gonna be called Cats, and then they're gonna have a butthole cut. And but and. <laughs> Midnight and the kitties are killing. I'd be loving it, but then we never got a killer yeah, cat movie. Yeah, the we'll apparently fucked if there was a killer cat movie. Oh no, we understand that we would probably stay a uh, much better chance of survival versus dogs than we would with cats. Mm-hmm. Cats it's we never see coming. Stealthy. Yeah, and they and they're vindictive. They'll go for the tendons. Yeah, why go for the kill? You can go for the pain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to the disfigurement. <laughs> so, sadly, dogs didn't do as well that we got the cat sequel. But quite honestly, in terms of setting off a precedent, a style, and a tone, I think for ideally what we're going to get the remainder of the month. Yeah. I think we started really well. And especially for one. a '70s movie, only having four Yelps. It. Yeah, that's just it. This is almost a safe, chased, R-rated 1976 dog exploitation film. Right, right. It's not the hard stuff. No, I can't no. watch the hard stuff. No, I don't want to watch the hard stuff. You are not going to do the hard stuff on this mm-hmm. film. Absolutely. No, no, and no. quite honestly, next week's film, I did indeed watch last year. I know it's been a while for you. Mm-hmm. We're going from the 70s to the 80s. Yes. That's all we'll say. But some doog-gone shenanigans are going to happen. So- Final thoughts on Dogs There, Genius? Mm-mm, I okay. had a great time yeah. with Dogs. It was a good, as for a Frosty Short mini wheat movie, yeah. it was really fun. I, I agree. I agree. One for one. One for one. One for one. Are we going to be two for two? You'll just have to tune in to find out. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Do, do, do.